Temple Talks Malta. Episode 4, Temple Talks to globally acclaimed conductor, pianist and organist Wayne Marshall and Jennifer McAuliffe, international award-winning classical pianist and founder of Harmonique. This podcast is produced and hosted by the Temple Magazine team. I'm Mark Mason. And I'm Susanna Hornby. Welcome to Temple Talks and a really big welcome to Wayne Marshall and Jennifer McAuliffe. We are so excited to have you. How are you both? We are well. well. <laughs> Tell me, what's going, what's going down in the Marshall household? What are you up to? <laughs> well, as you know, as, like, as everyone else is, we are pretty much at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, 90% of the time, I would say 95% of the time, apart from when we really need to go out. But, you know, we're trying to keep a positive flow on things and we're mm-hmm. trying to keep a positive outlook on it. Yeah, and sort of understand that uh, we are understanding that we're all in this together, kind of. Absolutely. Um, uh, schools are obviously closed. Today we found out that schools are going to be definitely closed till June now. So mm-hmm. that's another um, news that we have to deal with, which obviously did not surprise me because you know it's it's in, in our it's for the safety for yeah. our safety. Absolutely. But we are you know we're doing a lot of zooming with 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 the school, so mm-hmm. that's that's keeping us very busy in the morning. And then in the afternoon we we do quite a lot of music mm-hmm. so that's part of the and and martina our daughter likes baking a lot so we do we do quite a bit of baking we do a lot <laughs> oh, of, you know okay. cooking yeah so really busy trying to keep it up do you feel as busy as ever even though you're just still at home we've, we've for me <laughs> i am busier than before i feel yes i think like most moms from at least from i mean i mean my I, we have two children so i'm in two different whatsapp group chats because you know obviously mm. with about school and so on mm-hmm. the moms are clearly um, it seems to me more busy than than we ever expected. It's only yeah. because we seem to be taking the burden of um, um, taking on the t- timetables, the, the new schedules for mm-hmm. school, and making sure that the kids are following up on their work. We, we, our children are still, still quite young; they're eight yeah. and five. So on top of that, cleaning, <laughs> make sure we're <laughs> a very hygienic um, environment yeah. mm-hmm. as much as we can. Mm-hmm. And the cooking. And suddenly it's three meals a day. Before it used to be quick breakfast, get to school, you know, and a nice dinner in the evening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now course. the kids seem to be hungry three times a day, plus snacks, plus everything else on top of that. <laughs> Um, um, <laughs> um, the, the washing and the dishwasher seem to be working at full speed at the moment. Well, yeah, ours is too a little bit um, overrun, but uh, no, I think it is. Um, it's quite a burden, but we take it on in good spirit, and like you guys have, you've been amazing. And and Wayne, we're going to talk later about what you're up to and how you're entertaining okay. us all, um, but we'll talk about that in a bit. But I. Re- It's such an opportunity for us because we've got you together and to be able to talk to you together is a little plus. So uh, what I want to do is rewind as far back as we can to, Wayne, when you were growing up and what your first influences of music were. Well, um, I mean, I'm I'm English of course, and I was born in, in Oldham, which is near Manchester in the UK, and uh, my parents emigrated from Barbados to the Caribbean in mm-hmm. 1957. Uh, they, of course, come from a very church-going society, so that was instilled in us from a very early age. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday was church, yep. maybe once or twice, and it also, it also involved Sunday school in the afternoon at 2.15. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was very much, that was kind of routine, you know, very strict routine. I, I always remember that. That's what I always remember from when I was, from when I was young. Mm. And, you know, for me, it was a very, you know, it was a very, very good 
foundation, you know, musical foundation, I should say, because, I mean, you know, every Sunday we were in church, and of course I was hearing the, the music, the organ, mm-hmm. and uh, my mother was also playing the piano then as well, so that's how I started to play. I started to play the, the piano at the age of three. Mm-hmm. My father, you know, was singing, and so, you know, the church choir was very, very important in, in, in their lives, and so yeah. of course it became very important in, in, in mine as well. Okay. And then from that, you obviously, you just mentioned that you started playing piano at the age of three. You progressed at some speed well yes i did i mean i went to the the local school in oldham which Mm -hmm. i used to go to and then when i was about 11 i went to chetham school of music in manchester uh i was there for eight years and then after that went to the royal college of music in london and um i was also organ scholar at st george's chapel windsor castle for three years but during my during my second year there that's right that's basically the the progression how everything everything progressed there yeah, I mean, I think you've said before that, in fact, you both said before that you have to start your career almost when you're still at college. How are you going to have to make it and make it big within your sphere? Is that right? Well, I mean, things were always happening. I mean, yeah, yeah. sure, you know, for both of us. I mean, things were always happening professionally whilst we were at college. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, you know, we're asked to give concerts and, you know, you give me a concert, it's a professional engagement. So mm. that's, how, that's how it was. Sure. And then from there, once you've left schooling and tuition of all sorts, your career took off. What was your first experience of travelling and playing? globally well for me it was you know when, when I was at the Royal College but back in I mean even, actually even before actually in, you know once I was still at school I was did a little bit did a bit of traveling mm-hmm. not internationally but I mean a lot of traveling in the UK yeah. Um, but then the first international travel really started, I suppose, in 1980, I think, yeah. I can say that, 1980. Okay. And from then on, um, you know, there was, there was no stopping. Sure. And this is playing classical music, piano and organ. <laughs> yes, exactly. I yeah. mean, it was okay. mainly you know, organ playing and piano playing. There was no, nothing, there was no conducting at that, 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 yeah. that, that stage. Not- that came later, but... Um, no. Yeah, no, quite. And Jennifer, what was mm-hmm. your begin? What was your start in life with music? What uh, what led you to to become a classical pianist? How did that start? Well, I started, um, you know, studying piano as most kids start piano um, mm. um, uh, with a private teacher in Malta, and then I think when I was about uh, was it fourteen or fifteen. I got asked to sit for a scholarship because I had just done my grade eight exam, like most people do, you know, the well, uh, ABRSM exams. Yeah. I did quite well in those, so I was asked to do a, um, to sit for, a, for, for an audition. Mm-hmm. And that led to, to me getting a scholarship to study at the Royal Academy of Music at the time. Lovely. So that, that's how it, the whole thing started. You know, I, I just had no idea. It was just kind of, oh, right, you know, someone is asking <laughs> me to do this audition. Let me go for it. Yeah. And, uh, and that's how it, how it all happened. Just wonderful. And then yeah. when I was 16 and a half, I was a bit too young to, to go to the Academy in London at the time. Mm-hmm. So they asked me to, to re- defer it for about a year, year and a half. And I went to London when I was 16 and a half, um, September um, of right. uh, 1993. Okay. And that's, that's where everything kind of then started. You know, first three months were really tough, but then I joined up with uh, Glenn Inanga, who is another pianist. Mm-hmm. And we went down the competition at the time and that led to quite a few few successes I would say and um, and a lot of concert invitations so sure. it was really yeah. that's how the whole thing started yeah well we'll come back to, to talking about your your new business as well that you're doing that you've set <laughs> up so to speak so Wayne you're already mm-hmm. a successful pianist and organist what made you make the step into the huge arena of conducting how what happened well it was um, I suppose the start of it was back in 1987 when I was at Glyndebourne mm-hmm. uh, Glyndebourne Opera, of course, which is a, a wonderful opera 
company in the in the UK, mm-hmm. Sussex, um, West Sussex, and um, yeah, I mean, I was I was basically performing in in the Ocean's Opera Porgy Bess. Mm-hmm. I was I should play the onstage pianist, and I was also the <laughs> repetiteur for the production. That the repetiteur is basically playing the orchestral part and the piano for the rehearsals. Sure. And the conductor with them was this guy called Simon Rattle. I'm sure you all know who he is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he could hear in my playing that, you know, that there was some kind of, you know, a conducting, um, how to say, some kind of conducting uh, idea there or yeah. the nucleus or whatever you like to call sure. it. Yeah. And th- at that time, actually, Granada Television, as it was then in Manchester, was actually making a documentary about me, which was, um, you know, talking about my various careers up, till, you know, up until that point. Mm. And um, Simon actually appeared in this in this documentary, and, and, and at the end of it, he said to me, he, or he said on, on on camera, he said, he said, so I'll give you a bet that in ten years this guy will be conducting, you know. And mm. then when I sort of got 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 to hear about that, you know, so I said to him, ah, oh, I'm not be conducting. So I said, so I just want to, I just want to play. Mm. But you know, in, in actually in hindsight, he was he was correct because it, it did start, um, it did start, and um, I can't remember exactly exactly how many years it was, but some years later down the line, I was actually con- asked to conduct a, a youth orchestra concert in in Merton with the Merton Youth Orchestra in London, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I mean, I still remember the program. It was Borden's Prince Igor Overture, followed by the Clarinet Concerto Number Two in F Minor by Crusell, and then Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony. I should actually add that I, at school, at Chatham School of Music, I was also playing timpani in the school orchestra. So we played a lot of orchestra repertoire. It was all very exciting. So I sort of knew a lot of these. I knew these pieces by ear, you know, and of course I knew all the timpani parts. So, but you know, I'd never conducted before. So it was quite interesting to see me in front of a youth orchestra trying to get these guys to play. And you know, I I sort of knew how I wanted it to sound, but I mean, I didn't really know how to show it. And of course, you know, they they they. they, they I mean, they were quite a good youth orchestra, but you know, uh, you know, how do you start to translate what's in your head and hands to you know to so that the the kids can follow exactly what you uh, and interpret what you intend, what you what you're showing them. Is it? You know, is, so that was that was yeah. the start. Is conducting an exact science, or is it more to do with a personal a personal signature to the way you want the music to be played? Well, it's, a lot of it is it's two things. I mean, first of all, you have to be a good musician. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that 90% of conducting is about psychology because you're dealing with people, mm-hmm. and then the rest of it is about you know obviously about technique and and musicianship. Yeah. So you know every orchestra is different, and it's important that the conductor knows the score, and it's important to know how to show mm-hmm. what you want. And that's that's the same thing. Sure. But as I said, every orchestra is different, so certain orchestras can play in a certain way, but others can't. Mm. And you've always got that. But then you have to know how to deal with every single orchestra, every kind of ability you have to know how to deal with, mm. how to get the best out of every orchestra that you have in front of you. That's mm. And that's the fun part of it. I can imagine. It's a leadership role, basically, isn't it? And well, it is a leadership role, yeah, of course. Yeah. You're very much yeah. the leader. I mean, you know, everybody... My job at the end of it is to make sure... I mean, it's like a school teacher. Yeah. A school teacher has to make sure that all the all the pupils in the class have to know what and understand what what is being taught to them. Yeah. My job as a conductor is to make sure that every musician can, you know, can play the piece and, and mm. play it how I want it to be. Sure. Before we've all been on lockdown here in Malta, where were you, where were you posted? What, what, what are your most recent jobs? Well, my last concert was actually about three weeks ago in Moscow. I had a combination of concerts in Moscow and in Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I came home and then, you know, I should have gone to, I should have gone to um, Budapest. I should have gone to, so where else? Oh, oh. I, Bari, yes, I've gone to Bari. Tomorrow right. we should have been okay. going to Seattle. So, oh. you know, it was quite a... Well, yeah. you know, I'm like like every other musician in the world, you know, 
unemployed at the moment, <laughs> out of work. <laughs> yes, I'm not laughing. I'm just, uh, yeah, no, it's a big shock for everybody, I can imagine. Well, it's unprecedented times, really. It's mm. quite, I've never known anything, no one, none of us have ever known anything, anything like it. No. So, you know, it's quite, no. it's quite something. So you guys met in, am I reading this right, in the Cayman Islands, have I got that correct? That's right. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so Jennifer, you don't run a festival. On yes, yeah. I, um, I, um, quite a few years ago, actually, in um, 2001, mm-hmm. I was invited, I was still a student, to perform with Glenn um, at the, in the Cayman, fest, at, uh, well, in, actually, in the, in the Cayman Islands, there was just a simple concert. Mm. And uh, we, I was struck by something whilst I was there, which is, it was an island that was full of expats, but they just didn't have the cultural aspect to the island. So there was a lot of, you know, as we all know, financial aspect and, mm-hmm. and you know, high life. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, these people, the same people that were so well-to-do and so on, well, were missing on something quite crucial in their life, and that was the cultural aspect. Mm. And I went back to London, filled with these, my mind was exploding with ideas <laughs> to set up a festival. Mm. Um, and I did, I contacted quite a number of people that we met whilst I was there in concert and um, I got a super positive response. So I s- set up a festival, um, the first year was in 2004. It was incredibly <laughs> trying on me and Glenn because we had never, we were still students, we had never done something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we managed to raise enough sponsorship, we managed to have enough companies you know, um, helping us and supporting us. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the artists that we invited at the time was Wayne, mm-hmm. Wayne um, to conduct. And we, he actually did two concerts. He did an organ recital. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other concert was the final concert of the festival, which was Carmina Burana. Glenn and I played the piano, of course, mm-hmm. uh, to minimize <laughs> the cost. And we had a percussion, percussion group from the UK and the local choir and so on. So, you know, it, it was more of a working relationship um, sure. at the time. Yeah. And uh, we were both based in in the UK, so mm. you know, if Wayne was, co- I mean, we were friends. If Wayne was conducting in London, I would go and see him because obviously we keep in touch with with the artists. I still do. If if, yeah. if there are artists that I know who are going now in Cayman for the festival, I'm I'm still in touch with them. Mm. It just happened that then Wayne came again in 2006, and uh, and then you know, <laughs> something it went from happened. there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh, I, I was, yeah, I just thought it sounded really romantic that you met in the Cayman Islands, but, but you actually got together in London, in other words. Well, exactly. In fact, I remember telling Wayne, are you sure this is not because we're in the Cayman Islands and it's because it's the beach and so on and so on and so on. <laughs> and then you kind of, you know, check, it, check and test it when you go back to the UK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, and the rest is history, and you have two beautiful children as well, who you've mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. In fact, I think we saw them on Facebook earlier singing "Happy Birthday." All right. Valletta. Oh right, okay. <laughs> to Valletta, okay. Because <laughs> Valletta today is 454 years old. So you, oh, you got married and you had the, your two lovely kids, and uh, but Jennifer, you've stopped playing so much as yes. a pianist now, and now you're running your own business. Well, um, <laughs> there's a lot of laughter going on in the background. <laughs> No, no, it's good, it's good, but it's, it's lovely, it sounds good, it sounds good. Um, what has happened is that um, since Wayne is mostly travelling, I mean, when 
our normal year, well, it's not unlike now, of course. Yeah. Which is for us, it's a very unusual experience because Wayne is normally traveling all the time. So he mm. would maybe travel for two weeks, come back home for a couple of days, then go somewhere else. You know, it's very hectic. Mm. And and he has a very busy schedule. In fact, sometimes I'm, you know, crying out that he might have, that he should have a couple of weeks off in the summer just so that we are together as a family. Yeah. And now, obviously, we are experiencing quite the opposite. Yeah. However, what happened was that Wayne was with very big international um, music agency mm-hmm. uh, based in the UK. He's been with them for well, he was with them for well over 30 years. Mm. And towards the last two or three years, he started getting a little bit um, unhappy, let's say. Mm. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, the thing is, with, <laughs> <laughs> with agencies growing so large, the, um, the danger is that um, you can only hire so many managers and sub-managers mm. and con- you know he, he he's a conductor and the pianist and an organist so mm. he he really has a busy schedule in terms of even been contracting and invoicing becomes very very um tedious and so every manager for example would take care of let's say seven artists or eight artists and and he started realizing that there were some uh, some misgivings or lacking lack of communication perhaps mm-hmm. between him and the management and so on and that things were not followed up so he was getting a little bit annoyed perhaps and and what i noticed from my point of view you know having had set up the um, festival i always i always had the had a feel for management anyhow so you know mm-hmm. i was a pianist it's true but i was also good at marketing or promoting i was quite naturally good at it yeah and i always used to tell Wayne, well, if you want me just to forward emails in the same way that your managers are doing, then I'm happy to do it myself. Mm. So we discussed it for actually a number of months because it is not easy to just leave your management. The management is, is huge. I mean, they have massive, a lot of contact. So there's a worry on that side mm. of things, you know. Mm. Um, my worry in terms of, you know, Wayne... Wayne is the main earner of the family. So mm. what happens if he leaves? Will his concerts just drop and so on? Sure. So anyhow, so he made this decision uh, about three or three years ago, I think it is now, three yeah, and a half yeah. years ago. Mm. And he just, and I told him, I said, I will have nothing to do with your um, decision on this because to me, it felt like it was a divorce and I could not get in between him and the management. Mm. So he made, he was in London on his own. He, he had a meeting and he made the decision there and then on his own, of course. Mm. Um, and then we decided that to set up this management agency, but it's a very personal manage- management. Sure. So I, I manage Wayne. Mm. And then what I did is kind of I freed up all the issues that Wayne had. For example, I set up contacts, uh, like a network yeah. um, with other managers all over the world, pretty much, because my belief is that I can't manage Wayne in China or I can't manage Wayne in the UK, perhaps. No. Um, you know, because we're not physically there. I can perhaps manage Wayne better in Germany or perhaps, you know, replying to emails much faster than if I were a big manage- management mm. agency. Yeah. So we, we set up links. Um, we have about four or five different managers we work with. Yep. And we're in touch with them. In Spain, for example, also, we, we, we have another manager mm-hmm. and so on. And so that freed him up a little bit because manage, managers normally, big agencies normally do not like to work with other managers mm. because obviously it they takes away from commission yeah. and work and do, yeah. so on and so on and so on. Yeah. 
um, and that freed him up a little bit. And and we actually we saw a steady rise of in concerts rather than <laughs> rather than the opposite. Yeah. Despite my worries, yeah. you know. Well, so, uh, so that's what I'm doing: yeah. um, managing, but also networking a lot, promoting as much as I can. But mm. however, you know, Wayne already has a big name in the classical music world, so mm. that's already done. It's the that part of the now, job isn't quite so the, tough. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's to keep up the, the the network, but also to keep up the quality of yeah. the events. Yeah. of the concert he's, he's with, yeah. you know. And it's nice to be able important. to judge that yourselves rather than to be part of an agent, particularly if, it's, if an agent's not quite involved so much, Wayne, that you know that you know you're going to get exactly the concerts or whatever it is that you choose. <coughs> exactly, uh-huh. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. Okay. Exactly. So uh, it's you're, it's called har- harmonic. I can't say it. I tried to say it. The harmonic. Other day. harmonic. 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 And for for us um, who are not quite so well versed in the musical word, what is a harmonique, please? Well, har- harmonique is actually the name of an organ organ stop, actually. Har- right. Like flute harmonic. Harmonic. It's basically harmonic. Yeah. Harmonic flute, but in the French, where it's always harmonic, and harmonic. that's how we decided on it, wasn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So. One last question before we're going to start talking about what you're doing tomorrow night, Wayne. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Can you, I'm going to ask you to dig deep a bit, can you tell us what has been the most, the biggest knockout, sensational moment you've ever had conducting? What was it? Do you have one? Well, there's been many. I, I can't name one. I mean, that's that's very, very difficult to mm. say because I mean, I've had a lot of very, very amazing concerts and, you know, I've been very lucky to have, you know, conducted a lot of major concert halls all over the world. And I mean, if I, if I had to sort of pick on, you know, a place that is really quite amazing is the Music Pride in Vienna. Mm. I can also say that I think that one of the best concerts we ever did there was a concert actually which involved Jennifer as well and, and Jen when we and Glenn when we performed the Martin New Piano Concerto mm-hmm. for two pianos yeah. uh, in in that hall with the the with the Austrian radio orchestra mm-hmm. um, that was quite an amazing amazing event as well I can say but. Uh, no, I mean, there's, there's so many. It's yeah. very difficult to pinpoint uh, one particular. Uh, say it's like, say, what's my favourite composer? You know, can't answer the question. No, what's all right. What's my favourite food? Can't answer the question. No, because so, I was going difficult. to ask you that, but I realise that's, yeah. that's stupid. It's no, like asking anyone what's ah. your favourite album. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, forget it. Yeah, forget it, yeah. <laughs> okay, right. Tell us what you're doing now to entertain us all whilst we're all locked in. Well, the thing is that, you know, Jennifer actually came up with this idea of, of me doing an online performance from, from home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought about it, thought, mm, do I really want to do this? And then I started getting, getting into the idea and I did one last week. Yep. and really enjoyed it and just also sort of it gave me the opportunity to do, to to do, to investigate uh, the technology of you know uh, of doing it you know, yeah. face, I mean I don't I don't personally do Facebook mm. but um, you know there's this thing called Facebook live where you can actually you know broadcast something in real time and do it and then I started to think well how can this be bettered and then you know as I started doing it I then thought well actually we can you know time started to fly yeah it seems like a, it seems like a, an upward mountain to climb actually but actually you know, but as you're as you're doing it, then you start to think about what you want to say, and you know, I mean, I didn't really plan it a lot last week, but this week will be a little bit more planned in terms sure. of you know, so I so I know what I've got to play, mm. and um, you know, and, and also what to say as well. So I think it's very important because when you're live on on um, on the internet, you have to be very precise and. Uh, you know, so it's just good to see what other people are doing as well, mm. and you can sort of use it as a guideline. Right. But mm. yeah. 
Yeah, well, I thoroughly enjoyed it, I have to say, and so did many, because I could see all the comments below. It was absolutely superb, and honestly, it made me listen to music that I haven't listened to for years, and it took me back, right back to my grandparents, and it was just fantastic. And I cannot well, wait... thank you very much. I cannot wait till tomorrow night to hear it again, which is Sunday the 29th of March, 2020. At uh, what time is it going out live? It'll be at 7, at, uh, 7 p.m. Malta time. Okay, so all right. 6 p.m. the UK or wherever, wherever we are. Okay. But 7, 7 p.m. European time tomorrow. Fantastic. And, and all going well, you'll do another one the following Sunday and, or, and so on and so yeah, forth. I'll just, yeah, I'll just do them, yeah, because yeah. You know, I want to, I want, I'm very interested in the, in, the te- in, the, in, in the technical side of it as well, you know, so yeah. I want to get better. I even bought a... I bought an LED light this morning, right. you know, which I've been using for, <laughs> okay. which of course helps because the first time that you know when I looked at it, of course the the, the picture was very dark. So this mm, week, uh, yeah. that's all sort taken yeah. care of now. So you've had lots of requests in, hundreds, I would imagine, and you've picked out how many songs you're going to play. Oh, I've no idea. Yet. Sorry, we'll no see, idea. You're going to see. see. Yeah, okay. I'm not, yeah, a lot of quite a few, but I'll pick. I'll, yeah. We'll just do, you know, I'll have a look at it and you know then I'll decide tomorrow. And probably a silly question to ask: because Have you ever been asked, requested to play a, a song or a tune? Sorry, uh, that you actually had to have a quick look at the music, or do you just never need to look at the music? No, I do have to look at the music, but mm. I mean, the thing is that some, I mean, I don't know everything, so mm. you know, there's some songs that may come out. So I don't know that at all. Yeah. You know, but I just I just choose really the ones which I want to play, which I know, and then sure. it's fine. Yeah. You know. No. Well, we look forward to that. That's um that's great. Well, thank you both of you very much for spending some time with us it's been really nice to talk to you so positive thoughts what do you i mean apart from doing that that's fantastic wayne have you got anything else in the pipeline that you're thinking about that uh, you can you can at least continue with some momentum well i mean obviously you know we're all living in in unprecedented times i'm just looking forward to when this whole thing you know blows over mm. i hope i'm hoping that you know there's a lot of big concerts that, I'm, that, I'm, that have been cancelled or postponed for me actually mm. But, you know, my next big event really will be in September. I hope that I'll be conducting Paul Ginbess at the Theatre under Bean in, mm. uh, in Vienna. Paul Ginbess, I hope that that's going to take place. That's in September. Yeah, October, well, we hope. Know, yeah, well, <laughs> well, we hope. We have to hope. Yeah. We can hope. But that's about it at the moment. So, okay. you know, anyway. All right. Well, fingers crossed, and let's... I mean, Malta's been brilliant, I, we think. Um, I think responding. we're in the best place in Europe, actually, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think we're in the best place in Europe. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Jennifer, thank good you morning. as well. What, uh, what recipes are you cooking up tomorrow for everybody? Well... <laughs> 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 Well, I am, as as you know, I'm I'm into sourdough baking, so mm-hmm. um, uh, I make um, this morning. Um, was it this morning? I, uh, I I had ready for everyone a um, toasted sunflower sourdough bread with some um, rosemary and uh, lemon zest, which was super nice. Good grief! Okay, <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Because you would never have done that normally. <laughs> uh, well, I was doing it on the side anyway. Okay. And sort of studying the grains, just sort of. of course, and I I enjoy right. it. It's, it's my kind of nighttime reading but studying about grains you mm-hmm. know because some of the grains are so ancient so I'm kind of fascinated by that uh. it's just now actually I've just taken it to another level I think because <laughs> <laughs> partly because of we are you know more inside yeah and then uh, the other thing I'm interested because bread is really our staple part of our staple diet mm-hmm. so I've now really become even more interested in this um, that we can actually eat healthy bread you know mm. um i think that's uh, it's something that, like it's been a discovery for me sure yeah so um but well, yeah, you know we've, got, we've not bought bread from the stores for, for ages now i mean i can't remember no, well, the last time bought clearly bread. there's a new there's a new bakery opening up in valletta the marshall bakery <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds good sure. <laughs> 
Listen, thank you very much to you both. It's an absolute pleasure. Take care of yourselves. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll see you again soon. To watch Wayne Marshall play live from his home, visit his Facebook page. You've been listening to the Temple Magazine podcast. Find us on Facebook or visit us at templemagazines.com. And here's our disclaimer. Temple Magazine will not be held responsible for any omissions or errors in its podcasts. Temple's podcasts are produced purely for entertainment purposes. Views and opinions are that of our own or that of our guests. Thank you to Airport Impressions for the use of their song Berlin as used at the beginning of this podcast.